They're very scary. Blue man group. Blue man group. <laughs> That's what I chant when I go to their concerts. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Since this is a cesspool for spoilers, this week we will be talking all about the movie Children of the Corn, so if you haven't seen that, tune out and tune back in once you have. For other spoiler timestamps, check out our Instagram and Twitter at WeExplainMovies. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to start off with telling you what we watched this week, move on to some movie-related questions, followed by the explanation, and then we're going to close up with our watch list ads and recommendations. Um, what did you guys watch this week? So let's start. Let's get the big sucker out of the way. We all went and saw Joker, honestly, a little late. We're usually so quick to go see stuff that's like a hot commodity in the theater, but we waited, and yes. we just saw it like two days ago. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still gathering my thoughts from it. I yeah. just think that I just think that there's a lot of things to think about and like decipher and uh, figure out like exactly what my stance is on yeah. certain things and um, so I have like a brief assessment. I guess the two forefront takeaways from it for me is that I really like that it's a movie to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be talked about politically, movie making wise, like morally there's just a lot to unpack and decide where you stand and Mm -hmm. how you feel about a lot of things and I think that's awesome that it can start a conversation like that and I also think that it's awesome that they tacked on I mean essentially it's a story that they put Joker onto after the fact Mm -hmm. like it, it seems very much like a separate thing that was put into the Batman-Joker universe. Yeah. And I really like the idea that maybe some people who only see mainstream things or who don't go to the theater very often are going to watch something like this and want to seek out more movies like this. Mm -hmm. I hope that there are people who enjoyed this and thought it was different than anything they'd seen before. Right. I, I agree. And kind of like piggybacking off of that, one of my, like, like not really like a qualm about the movie but just something that I recognized about it is that it is a DC Universe film but it's such a like almost like a realism feeling type movie that when they talk about stuff like oh it's Gotham or Bruce Wayne or like I'm sorry the Waynes and stuff like that I just I feel like it doesn't really fit all the way it doesn't yeah you know I'm like oh I don't know if they're trying to pigeonhole it but it was just, I just thought that it was really interesting that when they talked about that stuff, I remembered, oh, we're yeah. in the, a fictitious world, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And I, I agree that in a way, even though I like the choices they made with tying it to Batman, it did feel a little bit like they were taking me out of the story I was watching, because that's really not what I was there for. Mm-hmm. And then they would put it in there, and I was like, excuse me, I was watching a Joker movie. Right, <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest takeaway for me from this movie was how sad it was. Yeah. I knew going in that it was going to be dark, but I was just, like, overwhelmed with, like, so much sadness and almost empathy for a character who we know was going to turn out to be a deranged, murderous villain. And I was saying, I just love movies that make you feel things that you are not supposed to feel. Because I just think that's the brilliance of 
filmmaking that, you know, ah, I tricked you. Yeah. You feel bad for a bad guy. Like, and especially the part where, oh, spoilers for Joker, I guess. Okay. Spoilers, everyone. It's new. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. He's, uh, like, getting ready for the Murray show and, like, practicing his entrance and stuff like that. And that's, like, such a great part. And then he comes out for the real Murray show and just nails the entrance and it's, like, flows so well and he has such charisma and you're happy for him you're happy for he, him he was himself yeah. yeah and i felt myself smiling and i was like oh fuck why am i smiling yeah. you know and you know something bad's gonna happen i know and you assume it won't be suicide like he practiced yeah i thought that was pretty predictable I thought. Yeah. yeah yeah well because like mostly because for me at least i thought well we know he's gonna go on to be the joker for a while yeah. so I, I can't imagine he would die right now yeah it very strongly reminds me of Kevin Wendell Crumb from Split and from Glass, hmm. of where this guy is horrible. He, like, murders people left and right, and it's implied that he either, you know, sexually assaults and or rapes women, and yet you feel sorry for him. And when you see the real Kevin Wendell Crumb come out, you realize that there's this tortured little boy in there who can't figure out how to deal with anything that he's been through. No, that doesn't excuse the things that he does, but it makes you feel upset that this is what his life is like now. And mm-hmm. it's, you can't help but feel a, empathy for this person. Yeah. And it's a very similar feeling with Joker, where I know you're doing bad things. Just because someone was mean to you doesn't mean they deserve to die, but mm-hmm. I felt bad that this is the life that you have to live. And that he said he hasn't ever felt happy. I know. For a minute of his life. And you know what else, too, is just that... I do think, even in present day, people with mental illness are not getting the kind of care that they need. Absolutely. I was going to say, can we be frank about the thing you and I talked about earlier? Like, healthcare uh, is not very good when it comes to therapy. It doesn't treat it as something serious unless you have honestly attempted to hurt yourself or others. And if that's not the case, it's like, oh, well, then your mental health isn't important. Give me $200 a session. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, at what point... Do you want to help me? At what point do you care about my well-being? Yeah. And the system did abandon him, like he says. That was, like, probably my favorite part of the whole movie, even though I knew what was coming, and I was like, yikes. But it's that's a great monologue. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it did, and it abandons a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's unfair. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, lastly, like, my, personally, my biggest takeaway is that Joaquin Phoenix is bomb. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. I he loved, just, like, crushed it, I think. I loved it. It's just, like, and the way that he decided to speak, even, kind of, like, in a sociopathic way, like, this is how normal people talk, mm-hmm. and it's not quite, like, authentic enough, and, like, it's, like, a real, like, like a try-hard situation, mm-hmm. and that was just so developed, I yeah. thought. I, I don't know. I loved it. And his laugh. Like, first of all, I love the choice he made with how his laugh sounds. But mm-hmm. second, you see that character trying, especially in the comedy club, he doesn't know when he's supposed to laugh. Like, when is it socially acceptable? And every time he gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your big thoughts, Corny? Uh, my big thoughts is that I did not like the movie at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't know that you thought that. Yeah, but, but, uh, <laughs> well, it's just like, I'm kind of glad you waited until now to say it. That's yeah, I mean, crazy. I wanted to hear your thoughts. And I mean, and I've, I've told Kayleen that too off air that, um, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but, Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, you, you were really smart throughout the whole movie. Oh, I called a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, like, I sat nah. next to Kimmy, and I kept, I kept being like, "This is this and this," and she was like, "No, 
yeah. never. <laughs> I was like, Zazie Beats is no way hanging out with him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like this, no, they're totally together. The second time she spoke to him, I was like, you don't believe that. Just let him be happy. I just, I really adored how. Yeah, so so if you saw the movie and and his neighbor who he he envisions himself with and they have this whole fantasy, uh, yeah. the second I saw that happen, I was like, there's no way they're hanging out, right? <laughs> and Kimmy goes, no, they are. Yeah. And then about like ten seconds later, she just was so like nurturing. She goes, but great question, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, vindication. Yes. Well, this is why I'll tell you why. She didn't want it to be true. <laughs> no, no, no. I I had it in my mind that. They were going to be in a relationship, and then she was going to find out something bad about him, or, mm. and that he was going to be, like, maybe he was going to murder her, or somehow be the cause of her death, which was going to further put him down the rabbit hole. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen, yeah. and so I was like, nah, it's totally true. Like, they're totally you, together. You gotta have that. You gotta see what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 All in all, I've, I've enjoyed hearing why you both have liked this, because, um... Having a podcast like this and being an adult and having access to all the different critiques and information that go into a movie and um, like that's a big part of coloring why I don't like it. I mm. know too much about Todd Phillips that I don't like. Mm. I know too much about what went into the film that I find stupid and then there's just like too many people's opinions about it that I find repulsive and things like that. But for funsies yesterday... I asked a 13-year-old boy who I knew had seen it. I was like, all right. (laughs) I just went up and I was just like, hey, you saw Joker, right? And he just, like, his eyes got white. He goes, yeah, did you see it? And I was like, I did. What did you think of it? And I just wanted to know. And just with, like, a twinkle in his eye, he just goes, I loved it. And I was like... What did you love? <laughs> you are 13, young this is So son. interesting. I'm I just so intrigued. Really wanted to know. I was like, before I even talked to like my two film buff friends who I know liked it, and I hadn't yeah. really had a conversation with you two about it, and I know that you have so many things to say. And I just was like, I'm going to ask a literal child. <laughs> and he just goes, I liked the death. Oh, oh no. God. Oh like, no. I was scared that's what he was going to say. I was like, the death and the kid goes, Yeah, I liked the violence. Oh <laughs> and I was my. like, Okay. But That's he wasn't so saying it sadistically. Yeah. Um, because I know that he has seen other things like it that he really liked. Mm-hmm. And so I could tell just from what he was saying, I was like, You liked it because it was a naughty thing to see. Yeah. yeah. You liked it because it was like, ooh hoo hoo hoo, the Joker stabbed a guy with a pair of scissors. Yeah. I love that. And so I was about I to love walk, that about him. I was about to walk away from it because I was like, you're no help. <laughs> and yet the kid still just goes, however, I really think Heath Ledger did it better. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, look who's a little, like, critic now. Right. <laughs> and he just, he immediately just jumps into, like, how, how much he loves the Joker as a character and how Heath Ledger did it first and did it better. And I was like... He this goes, listen to my film essay on YouTube. <laughs> Thank I you for coming to my TED Talk. so funny. Um, cool. So it's just kind of, it's, the world is, is full of media, and uh, you can't escape so many influences that go into forming your opinion of it, but yeah. it is, it is sweet to look at this with childlike wonder. <laughs> <laughs> or to hear from you two who don't have childlike wonder, but mm-hmm. still enjoyed it and mm-hmm. had reasons for enjoying it. It's well, like, no matter your opinion, you're right, because yeah. it's your opinion. You know what's interesting? Debating is always so hard for me because I always understand the other mm. person. Yeah. Like, I can see, I like to think that I can 
see how they came to that conclusion. Yeah. Which is why I don't like to look at reviews before I've made my own opinion. Absolutely. And then, but I did. I did. I went and looked on some critic reviews and stuff, and I was like, ah, yes, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a little bit right. So I think it's important to be informed about both sides yeah. on anything, on anything, on including anything. politics. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I knew in discussing this tonight, I was like, I don't see us getting into a fight because I won't allow that. I don't want to fight my friends and I don't yeah. want to tell them, no, your opinion about Joker is wrong uh-huh. because actually, like, actually, and it's like, actually. no, because that's still my opinion. Yeah. And just cause I didn't like it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of people who are shouting that from the rooftops and people shouting the opposite. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, it's your opinion, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. But it's definitely worth a watch either way. Decide how you feel about it and let us know. Yeah. Well, besides that, let's pepper in some Halloween stuff we've watched because altogether we've probably watched like 30 Halloween movies. Can I just say mine really fast? Go I don't have it. that much to say about it. What was it? Uh, it's The Ring. Oh, okay. I watched it with Courtney. She'd seen it before. It was my first time ever seeing it. I would say, despite me knowing a decent amount about it, don't give away too much. I'm not going to give away too much, but I really liked it. I think it's a really well done horror movie. And the thing that I liked the most about it is the film ends, right? Okay. And it's about, you know, like generally what it's about. Yeah, you die in seven days. You watch a video. Yeah. And then after you watch it, you die in seven Mm -hmm. days. So we finished the movie, and I was like, ooh, wouldn't that be terrible if that existed? And then the film does the thing. It Uh, does, like, the the white noise on the screen like it does in the movie. And I'm like, we fucking watched it. (laughs) We watched it. I just thought that was so smart. It's a smart movie. Yeah. I like that one. That's all I have to say. It's very meta. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wanted to just say, like, a couple cute things about the movies we watched. First of all, that, um... I don't think Tommy's gonna listen to this episode because he doesn't. He's not, he he doesn't want to listen to episodes on movies he hasn't watched. Who is Tommy for people who don't know? It's my boyfriend's little brother, so basically my little brother because I've known him since he was like nine. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's sixteen. So Tommy to me kind of feels like Riley, but in a different way because I'm like showing Riley a lot of movies, but I'm also showing Tommy a lot of movies because mostly because he's younger and just like hasn't been shown things. And so I was like, we gotta watch A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I said we have to watch all eight of them, but realistically we'll probably watch like three or four. But I said, we gotta watch them, let's watch one this weekend, so last weekend. And Courtney was free, so she came over and watched it with us. It was very fun, because she hasn't really hung out with Tommy much, and Mm -mm. so like they got to kick it together, and it was fun. And anyway, I just wanted to share this one part because it was definitely the time of the night that Tommy laughed the most, and I feel like Courtney should be proud, is that several characters in this movie do the thing where they're just wearing underwear and a t-shirt and then walk around looking for, like, the killer, and Courtney goes, wouldn't that be horrible to die while you're Winnie the Pooh in it? (laughs) And Tommy died. Yeah, he was, like, shocked. Great. Yeah, it was great. And it was just fun to show him that. And then afterwards we watched Scream, which mm. just prime. That's all. Prime. The next day I watched the next three oh Scream my God. movies. Wow. Yeah, I had a time last Sunday. After the end of it, I was like, I should have done something with my day. <laughs> um, but goodness, Scream is so good. 
other good things that I've watched so far in this Halloween month, uh, Kayleen's recommendation of The Babysitter was amazing. I adored it. I was laughing. Stylistically, it's one of those movies that just knows how to have fun with itself. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a blast. I just wanted to say, so Courtney and I watched The Hitcher, the original, because she suggested it, which I, like, have secretly wanted to, like, secretly and not so secretly wanted to watch it with her for a while, because she loves the Sophia Bush one, and I'm a big 80s gal, I'm a big C. Thomas Howell fan, I was like, the original, Courtney, but I knew she loved the new one, so I never forced her to watch it. By her suggestion, we watched it. And she liked it better. I did. And I oh was so gosh. proud. It was great. It was darker. It was <laughs> like the other one just plagiarized <laughs> shot for shot everything that happened. Wow. But what? then also cut some really good stuff. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun seeing her reactions to things. And she, like, this is, this doesn't need to be a spoiler because who cares? Like, the whole movie is like this. But there's a part where, see, Thomas Howell is eating a burger and fries and he picks up a fry. Oh no, it's a finger. And Courtney was like, what the fuck is this? So I'm like, yeah, it goes there. <laughs> Degrassi. Degrassi. It, it goes, goes there. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what we watch. Loving this Halloween time. Watch some spoopy movies, y'all. It's very fun. It's we so both, fun. Both of our houses are decorated spoops up the walls. Yeah. Yes. Up the our wazoo. So much. So spoopy. And I haven't watched a, a different kind of movie in 12 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, movie-related questions for Children of the Corn. Yeah. First one is, what is a child or a group of children in a movie that is super scary? I can go because I feel like we have the same one, can we? We probably do. And that's also why I didn't chime in when you were just speaking of it two seconds ago. Oh, Oh, great, you don't. Great, mine's the ring. <laughs> oh, no, that's fun. not mine. Oh, I, when, I didn't think yeah. about it, but when you said that, I was like, we for sure have the same one. That girl oh, ruined fun. my life as a child. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. Is I, there a child in that movie? She's the, yeah. she's the evil. She's the villain. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. oh, the, the black-haired chick. Samara. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely thought that that was, a, like, a teenager or an adult. No, no she's a child. She's oh. really little. Um, And uh, she's so sinister, and she's terrifying, and it's... It's also a, a sad story, too, because she was horribly, like, neglected and oh, um, no. wasn't cared for, and it, it's just really sad. But also, like, she was innately evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was no dealing with that, and there's just a nice element of, or a parallel, I would say, between Naomi Watts' character, who's the main character. She has her own son, who's also creepy, uh. and she's the protagonist, and her son's not evil, but it's like he has a connection to Samara because like, maybe they're the same kind of child, mm. and if you have a loving mother and a mother who kind of is nurturing in that way maybe things would turn out differently kind Aww, of yeah yeah the only thing that like made me okay to like stomach that movie as I grew older was realizing it's the same little girl who voices Lilo and Lilo and Stitch whoa <laughs> and who is interesting uh, who is Donnie Darko's little sister Samantha that cutie patootie Deve Chase and then she went and did that and I was like you're evil huh. <laughs> my scary child in a movie is Charlie Graham from Hereditary. Oh, I like her. No, she's oh, scary oh, as shit. Yeah. Oh. She's scary as shit. I don't need to talk more about this movie. I know I've already said plenty about it in other podcasts, but she's just incredibly unsettling <laughs> <laughs> and terrifying. That little girl actress, like, committed, and she was like, how freaked out <laughs> can I make people with my acting? I'm going to do it. And she fucking did. Mm. So, good for the girl 
scary for the movie child. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> Since I ruined uh, the ring by saying what else that little girl is, I'll ruin that one and say what else she's in. <laughs> she's one of the original Broadway Matildas. Yeah, I knew Whoa. that. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I have two answers. Both I'm not going to talk about very much, but one is the kid from the Babadook, mostly just because he's, like, real-life scary. I don't want my kid to be like that. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> Where you're just driving in the car, and he goes, ah! I definitely feel like that's, like, who I was as a child. <laughs> and I feel bad for my mother. <laughs> yeah, your mother saw this movie and was like, wow, brings back the memories. <laughs> my God, you just be normal! <laughs> Um, but then my real answer is The Omen. I haven't actually seen that movie all the way through, but let me tell you a little story, listeners. I think Kimmy and Courtney both heard this story. It traumatizes me to this day. I was, the year was 2006. Okay. <laughs> and The Omen, the remake, was about to come out. Oh, because it was 666. Because it was coming out on 666 on purpose. What kind of marketing plan is that? What do you mean? Like, someone was like, Ah, oh, the Devil Child movie. Like, oh, let's yeah. pull it out on six six six. Like, I think it's a smart one. <laughs> it's like that's, that's a little messed up. Though. It is messed up. I was very afraid of the day, <laughs> and here's why. In two thousand and six, I was twelve, which is too young for something like that. And I, you know what, guys, I wouldn't have even quite been twelve because it wasn't September yet. <laughs> so I'm eleven, and I'm at the movie theater with my sister and her boyfriend. And I'm like, I gotta go pee. And I come back from the bathroom. Guess who goes into the wrong movie theater? Me. And I go into the wrong movie theater as the Omen trailer is playing. And it's the part where the woman jumps off and goes, it's all for you, Damien. And then I watched, like, a good portion of the trailer and was like, well, this isn't my movie. And I'd also already seen that trailer and knew it was scary. And uh, I couldn't sleep for, like, a week. Aww. (laughs) So, fuck that kid and that whole movie. It's traumatizing. Next question. Next question. What's a movie that has existed in your peripheral vision for all time, and then finally you saw it and you went, meh? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way Did to you type that. up this question? No. <laughs> that was uh, right off the prompter. But what sucks is I'm going to have to type it for our episode chapters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm say it. it makes you go, meh. I would love that. Please yeah, do. what's a, what's a movie that's existed for so long, but then you finally see it and you say, meh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. M-E-H, meh. What's a movie that makes you go, meh? I'll go first, because mine's a little bit of a cheat. I didn't wait forever to see this movie. I saw it for the first time probably when I was nine, but I'd heard of it, and it's very famous, and I just, I'm sorry, I don't like you, movie. It's mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I just want it to be quite the snooze fest. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's very well-renowned, and it's, like, romantic, I suppose. I just... Whatever. Isn't it, like, incredibly racist? Yeah. In and the also time of, like, like, plantation yeah. sharecropping. Well, yeah. like, so, yeah. even, like, the, the the making of the film and, like, yeah. the, the themes and stuff. It's got a history stuff. with it, yeah. Isn't it also, like, super misogynist? It's, yeah, that for sure. It's got a lot of problems. It's from 1939. <laughs> it's old, Kimmy. <laughs> That's why I don't relate to it. It was the first movie ever made. Of course it has problems. <laughs> first, first movie ever made. made. He said, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And everyone went, whoa, the D word in public? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You guys, joke in my ass? <laughs> protect your ears. <laughs> So anyway, I don't relate to it. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> My stakes in this movie are so low. 
right. I can go next because mine is also from pretty much that classic genre of you love it because it's oh, art. Uh, vertigo's a fart. <laughs> it's art, but vertigo's a fart. I did not like vertigo at all. And I didn't see it until this past year. And I'm just kind of sad because I I know it's so culturally iconic and it's it's got so many aspects to it. And also it's just so, it's like a great Hitchcock film and Mm. everything. But like sometimes Hitchcock movies are just... Very short on the wireless. Yeah, like a fabulous time. I also just was kind of bored. Like, that's a great title for a movie. And then when I was mm. watching it, I was like, oh, it's because he has vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> so predictable, I Hitchcock. It would be more metaphorical than that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we did insomnia on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's not very metaphorical. Right? Like, save the titles for people who are willing to take risks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. And yeah. I, I know that that's, that's like, a, one of the greatest movies of all time. But mm. I think Kimmy might also have one that's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I do, I do. This is fun. Let's is shit on good movies. <laughs> well, Kimmy's the number one movie of all time? Well, that'll be my real answer, but can I say a uh, honorable mention of first? Course. Okay, so my honorable mention is a movie that I watched with Kayleen when I lived with her and all Ooh. of our housemates. And this is this a movie I love? I don't know. Okay. No. We all sat down together to I've watch it. I secretly hated The Green Mile this whole time. No, Back I love The, the Green Mile. Too. That's not it. You'll probably agree with me. I actually okay. don't know. Okay. Um, we all sat down to watch it together, like our house of four. It was dazed and confused. Oh. Oh. And I was really excited. I was like, here it goes. The classic. Yeah. Stoner movie, let's do it. Yeah. And and I think that we started talking like midway through and then we turned it off. <laughs> we definitely finished it. We did? Yeah. I didn't. I think I left the room. <laughs> you I might have. I don't care. I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you like... I could tell you one thing about that film, and it's the thing about, like, dating high schoolers and you keep getting older and they stay the same age. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's like the, the only, only thing, thing I remember. And isn't that what it's famous for? Matthew McConaughey, like... His everything everything he does. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, did not care. All, all these teenagers get in the park and hang out and drink beer. I mean, that's fair. I, I look fondly back on it, but it's not something I, I'm dying to see again. I will never see it again. Like, that's also of not, the time period. I was going to say, yeah. it's also not your era of films. Like, you don't generally like a ton from, like, 80s and 90s. No, but I can, like, identify with, like, some yeah. 80s and, or, like, l- appreciate the corniness or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just, like, didn't care what was happening. Okay, well, moving down, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> this movie is my dad's favorite movie. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. I think he tried to wait until I was a proper age to where he assumed I would appreciate it. <laughs> that did not pan out, unfortunately. The movie is Casablanca. <laughs> and my dad, I can't tell you how many times my dad has quoted, here's looking at you, kid, oh, every indeed. time you hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard, Dad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I, I, I don't remember how old I was, but I was definitely, like, still in high school. I just heard him talk about it for years, and I just, like, I was like, why are they here? What is happening? What is so important about Casablanca? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't remember shit about this movie. I really don't remember anything, except for Humphrey Bogart's mug. Would you watch it again? 
No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. I mean, I think about that quote, like, fondly and stuff like that. And it, like, it does, like, spur something emotional in me. There's too even... many quotes from it that end up on those movie posters. Yeah. yeah. It's got, like, three within the top 100 movie quotes of all time. And it's the number one spot. And like, it's like the, that's what too is many. it? The, you, when this you is the beginning in. of a beautiful friendship. What's like, the, of all you... the gin joints and all that, the, yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I, I couldn't have told you it was gin joints because I've heard so many variations of it. Yeah. It's like, of all the bars in all the West, how come you walked into mine? <laughs> in all the breweries in all the West Coast. <laughs> 2019 version. <laughs> of all the TikToks and all the vibes. Of all the kombucha cafes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> of all the silent discos, why'd you have to go and walk into mine? <laughs> of all the succulent plant stores. <laughs> of all the Etsy shops and all the... <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. But I just didn't like it. Yeah. Maybe I should watch it again. No, I don't want to let him down for a second time. Oh, God. <laughs> Dad, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> All right. Corn. 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 Corn children. Corn children. Children at the dentist chanting, corn, corn, corn. <laughs> okay, predictions for children of the corn? Yes. Give us some wild thoughts, because you don't know shit. Okay. So, it's called Children of the Corn. <laughs> That's a lot to go on. I, Not a prediction, it's a fact. I assume it's about scary children. Yes. So, like a group of children. You win. They live in a cornfield. Yes. Yeah. And if a regular child goes into the corn, then they become one of the children of the corn. Ooh, okay. And the, the, the children kill people. What kind of people? There's Adults. a specific kind. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think the children are this way for some reason, like something possesses them or something Can like that. Can you give the thing that possesses them a name or a face or You'll an never idea? guess, but go ahead. I, th- I think it's aliens. <laughs> Can you give the aliens a name, please? <laughs> the podunks. Oh. Mm. The podunk aliens. Okay. Because it's like in the Midwest, right? Okay. Animals are going to die in this film. True. Okay. Okay, I just feel like it's that kind of movie. Maybe they have a leader. And I think that's going to be some big, scary guy. A child or a man? Uh, Or an entity? Some kind of entity. Some big, scary dude. This is really hard. I'm not getting, like, into plot very much, you know? There isn't much. There There isn't? isn't We could honestly bang this thing out in, like, 30 minutes. (laughs) If we really wanted to. Really? Okay, so the, the kids, like, run the town. That's what I think. And maybe, how how do you think the kids have gone about doing that? How? They eat people. Okay. They eat dead animals. Okay. They kill the animals and they <laughs> eat them. And they eat the corn. <laughs> <laughs> They're of the Is corn. This all together. It's like there's a plate and it's got Here's my main protein. <laughs> there's going to be popcorn in this movie. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. How many times do you think they will say the word corn? <laughs> How many times do I think they'll say corn? Yeah. Maybe they like chant corn. <laughs> you guys kind of just did, so. Yeah. I was being annoying. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling like it's like signs vibes. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, there's corn and signs. There's fields and signs. Who corn stock? Um, here's a fun thing. Who, there's one person in this film you will know, 
Um, at least by character name, if not by real name. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? No. It's a woman. A woman? A woman who was famous in at the time. The year is 1984. Is she in stuff now? Yeah. But don't go off of that, because barely. Yeah. She will be in something this year. Yes. Betty White. Mm. No. Too, you're thinking a little too old. She's Just slightly. Reprising. Reprising, yes. She's reprising something? Yes. Yeah. That's the only reason she's in something this year. You know this. You know this. <laughs> Kimmy's face looks I so I saw her at Comic-Con. I saw her at go- Oh! Linda! Yeah, it's Linda. Linda Hamilton. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, she's in this. I like her. And it's the cutest she's ever looked. And Well, in the things I've seen her in. I've only seen her in Terminator movies. <laughs> and Don't His Oh, Peak. yeah, I was just gonna say and Don't His Peak, yeah. Yeah, she is adorable in this. Cool. Yeah. Is she the lead? Lead woman. Okay. Yeah. If you'll recall, one of our questions <laughs> that we were considering is most pointless, helpless woman. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't make Linda Hamilton helpless. Dude, especially because they advertise this as, like, Linda Hamilton from Terminator, and then they gave her the exact opposite character. Yeah. What the fuck? They were like, just stand there. <laughs> wow. Call for Bert anytime you need help. Am yeah. I am I excited to hear about this movie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I kind of... You're not going to watch it. <laughs> there's no reason to watch. Okay. And listeners, there's no reason for you either. What? Just listen that's, to this. Honestly, that's why you're here. Don't tune out and tune back in. Just tune in. Okay. So, to start off this movie, we get some establishing shots of the town. It's implied that they're in this fictional town called Gatlin. It's in Nebraska. And okay. we open with quite the banger, if you will. Oh, wow. Uh, we're in a little cafe. People are just leaving church. And... They're chilling. We have the main character, what seems to be the main character at this moment of the movie, which is Job, this little boy. And he is sitting at the counter drinking a milkshake and kind of looking around like he knows some shit's about to happen. Adults do not seem aware of any shit. And all of a sudden, the kids are like looking at each other. All the kids that are in the cafe. And we get Isaac. So Isaac is this creepy boy that we will talk a lot about. He wears, like, a coven-looking hat. He looks exactly like Taisa Farmiga. <laughs> but with short hair. Like, he could easily be rolling with the coven in season yeah. three of American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah. He's fashionable. Mm-hmm. He's stylish? But it's in terrifying. In a scary, scary way. Oh. I mean, it's just an, a small Amish boy. <laughs> yeah. Rocking a look. Okay. And he's... And he also has a very ambiguous face as far as both gender and age. Yes. And it just is very off-putting. And we we are meant to believe that these are all children, but we found out in real life he was 24. So Mm. he's a very ambiguous person. Wow. Yeah, he's so small. And also that kind of shows, that kind of tells us how his acting was that good. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he plays creepy very well, but it's because he's... Oh, he does a good job. But he's very, yeah. He's very scary. Creepy, yeah. And so he's creeping outside of the the window, looking at all the kids. All the kids are kind of looking at each other. And they slyly start to lock the doors and kind of... The kids? All the kids. Except for Job. He's just drinking his milkshake. Oh, man. And they all kind of grab knives and weapons and massacre every adult in the cafe. Oh, my gosh! And also, there's corn everywhere. They show establishing shots of corn all over the place. There's corn, salt, and pepper shakers. Like corn knickknacks. Yeah. 
So like the oh. wallpaper is corn. Oh, There's, you oh. see it corn everywhere. Oh, it's like a, a like a novelty shop. No, no, there's it's just un- corn it's unironic. <laughs> oh, okay. They're like, yeah. get it? Corn. The kids drinking a corn flavored milkshake. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they're also in the midst of a corn drought. So there's no corn. There's no corn. They just like corn knickknacks. Maybe because they miss their corn. Yeah. Okay. Plastic corn everywhere. Plastic corn. No everywhere. real corn in sight. All the parents are dead, and Courtney already at this moment is predicting they're going to turn into corn. <laughs> <laughs> That was apparently three years earlier. And so, I mean, this movie is from 1984, um, and then it says present day, so... Mm -hmm. After the parents are all massacred, there's this shot of Sarah in her bed. She was sick that day, so that's why she wasn't out on the town. Also, she's maybe four. Yeah. (laughs) So she wasn't gonna, you know, take a knife to any adult. But she was sick that day, and it's Job's younger sister. And she is lying in bed next to this... Very good, but very creepy drawing of the whole town being slayed. She is like being this little, slayed. Mm-hmm. She's this little prophetic child who is always doodling things that, funnily enough, are always happening in that moment. She really doesn't have the gift of foresight. Yeah. She's she like, this is happening presently. Yeah. So it's really no help. It's <laughs> kind of like there's a thirty percent chance it's already raining. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> I by the time any adult sees her scary drawing, she's it's like, already oh, happened. they're already dead. Yeah. So that's Job's little sister. Yes. Yeah. Did Job take part in the massacre? No. He didn't. No. He just, he just watched drank it his all. milkshake. He just drank his milkshake and while watched all... his father get slayed in front of him, but didn't really have a reaction. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh Implying god. that he knew about this, but was like, I'm too little. Yeah, they're both very little. Yeah. Also, not a fun fact, but now it's three years later, so it's present day, because that was established as three years ago. Job and Sarah are the same age. (laughs) (laughs) And we thought that there must be some mystical powers keeping them young, but then later in the movie, someone turns 19, and they're like, you know what we do to 19-year-olds? So the children (laughs) do age. These Mm. children just don't. So Job and Sarah are two they children. They just wanted to reuse the same actors yeah. three years, uh, essentially, you know. Yes, but the difference between a four-year-old and a seven-year-old and a seven-year-old and a ten-year-old, <laughs> it's That it's is drastic, big. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Uh, opening sequence, it's Midsummer. Folk <laughs> <laughs> kid drawings. Yeah, there's all these really scary folk drawings. And now we have our two main adults. Yeah, so this is where we see, we had a funny conversation about how no one can ever do Linda Hamilton's hair right. We have Vicky and we have Bert. That is our adult couple. So it's Linda Hamilton and some other dude. And they are canoodling in bed. He just woke up. And definitely, this is the cutest I've ever seen her in any film, like Mm -hmm. I said before. And she, they're just like being a cute couple. And like, were you going to say something? How old is she supposed to be? Supposed to be probably like early 20s, which is probably about where she was. How are they alive? They don't live there. Oh, they do not town. live in Gatlin. Yes, oh, this yeah. is uh, a different couple. Mm-hmm. And also, it's his birthday. It's oh. Bert's birthday. Yeah. She sings him a little song. It's kind of cringy. She <laughs> <laughs> she gives him um, a cake in bed. It's, it's kind of interesting that, you know, he's aging. <laughs> he doesn't live in Gatlin. <laughs> yeah, there. That's kind of that's interesting, actually. And we also establish that he's a doctor. So if there are points in the movie, like our other movies, where someone needs to be saved, they've established he's a real doctor, real okay. doctor in real life. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now they're driving. They're driving to California for fun. 
but they have to go through Nebraska, as you always do. Yes. <laughs> and as they're driving through, the, there's the first fun fact on the dashboard of their car is a copy of Stephen King's The Night Shift. And oh. I would have preferred if it were a different Stephen King book. Like, right. that's a fun nod, but this is literally the book that contains the Children of the Corn short story. Right. Oh. It would be like if Harry Potter goes to Diagon Alley and buys a copy of Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, this one's a little bit more ambiguous because it doesn't say Children of it the Corn yeah. on it. But, it's just like, a short story you're implying that this is all fake. Yeah, the, the situation is... In the reality. Or, yeah. like, that it's meta. <laughs> yeah. Put a copy of Carrie on the dashboard. It's very Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. Yeah. Then we cut back over to the kids who, like we said, have not aged. So, Job and Sarah are just, like, playing around in the midst of the cornfields. We see that there's corn everywhere now. Luscious corn. Oh. And this is kind of an observation Courtney makes later, but she's like, there's corn everywhere. Almost as if it's the dead bodies turning into corn. Kind of like she had guessed earlier as well. Yeah, oh. later we'll, we'll see stalks of corn where there shouldn't be stalks of corn. And yeah. it's, it's implied that that's the bodies yeah. now sprouting corn. So we see Job and Sarah, like, playing or whatever, and they have this other little boy friend who, and these are, like, little, little children. Because there's older children that are kind of the leaders, like, Isaac's probably 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And then Malachi, who we'll talk about, the scary one, he's probably 17. Yeah. Um, anyway, these are little children, and there's this other little boy who has a suitcase and it's implied that he doesn't want to be here anymore, and he's going to run away. Okay. Um, so we see him walking in the corns, and he's walking. Malachi sneaks up behind him, and we don't see it, but it's implied he slits his throat because blood goes all over his suitcase. He kills a little kid? Yeah, he's trying to escape. You don't escape the children of the corn. I guess not. Yeah. So then we cut back to uh, Vicky and Bert, They're driving along, just having a time, chatting, whatever, road trip, you know? And all of a sudden, Throat Slit Kid is holding his briefcase in the middle of the road, and they don't notice, and they hit him. (gasps) They do not react strongly enough to this. They're like, what was that? I think it was an animal. It was a child. (laughs) Yeah. And he was standing up, and (laughs) so, And they kind of debate what to do with him, and like... And Bert's like, he was already dead, (laughs) and... Which, no. like, how, I get that you're a doctor, but you, I don't know. You're not a coroner. He's standing in the middle of the road. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I guess, I guess a laceration to the neck would be a pretty obvious thing, but he's covered in blood. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you kind of have to wipe the blood away to see that it's stemming from his neck first. So um, they take <laughs> his body, and they decide they're going to have to go somewhere close. Uh, there are signs all over the place, and they get kind of trippy. There's a sign saying, you know, the, the next closest town is Gatlin, which is three miles away. But then the next closest town after that is, like, 15 miles away. And so they don't really understand why they would go to Gatlin. They, they think it's probably not as big of a town. Uh, along the way, in between kind of the crossroads, they stop at a gas station. Oh, a of course they do. abandoned <laughs> gas station. Uh, is there any other kind? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a man working there. He's got a dog. He looks kind of yeah. scary. Also, well, his... he's not sensing what I mean by he's got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's never good in horror movies when people have dogs, Kimmy. Dogs attack people? <laughs> <laughs> um, dogs gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were describing Crawl and the second we said the dog existed, you were like, dead dog. <laughs> well, here I'm thinking like, it's like the typical gas like a station dog. character, like... 
he's like, yeah, you better not come out in these waters. <laughs> yeah, know? he says things like, get. Yeah, and and he's like menacing, and the dog's like. Rrr. Describe what you think this guy's get up looks like. Overalls. Yeah, like coveralls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Bare chested. No, no, we are missing the fact that he's wearing a yellow hat, much like corn, if you will. <laughs> and he's got a I, yellow. Are you bandana. serious? Yeah. Yellow but bandana, he's an adult. But, yes. He lives outside of Gatlin, though. Right he's on just the border. The soup. cornfield is right there. It's touching his gas Yeah, station. we can see the corn in this shot. These people just love corn. That's mm-hmm. their crop. They're plentiful. Wow. Very biblical, actually. Corn? Yeah. Like in uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And they yeah. get corn for seven years. <laughs> Ask the pharaoh! <laughs> um, yeah, so there's this creepy gas station man, exactly as you described, plus a yellow hat, and they're kind of like... And it's got a little thing hanging out of his mouth. Nobody's holding a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the He's other. chewing on the wrench. <laughs> Ooh, tasty, tasty wrench. Yeah, and so they're like... Did they tell him they have a dead body? I don't no. think so, right? <laughs> they, they kind of are just... They're like little liars. They're like, oh, we just need... No, we don't need any gas or a mechanic. We just need a town. We don't need your help. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> um, they also are looking in this briefcase... And they see, um, like, some children's clothing and stuff, because the briefcase the kid was using to escape. Mm-hmm. But there's also a scary crucifix with a Jesus made of corn on it. Um, yeah, and they're talking to the guy, wondering where to go, and he says, Oh, uh, just go a little bit that way, and you'll be in, uh, I believe it's called Hemingford, is the next town yeah. over, like, the actual big town. And they're like, thanks, old chum, and they leave. Uh, old chum is staring out at the cornfield and kind of getting into a fight with it. Yeah. The corn is like blowing and there's wind and he's like, no, I won't give them to you or something like that. Yeah. He's like having a conversation with the corn. Yeah. The dog is barking at the corn and. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This dog's beautiful too. (laughs) What kind is it? Kind of long haired. Like an Australian Shepherd, but long-haired. Like a Collie, but fluffier. Oh, no. He's yelling at the corn, and he's saying, I didn't tell them anything. I didn't tell them what was up. I kept our bargain. And it's kind of interesting that he would have this conversation with the corn about keeping up his bargain, because you would think that he would be, like, feeding uh, adults to the corn, like, Mm. like sending every adult that comes by to it. But actually, he's trying to, like, steer them clear. He's trying to just leave this corn commune of children the way it mm-hmm. is, and so he directs passers-by other directions. He's like, no, go to Hemingford, do not go yeah. to Gatlin. Gatlin's a ghost town, you won't find anything there. But I'm a little bit curious if maybe he told them to go the wrong way or something, because they they are going to end up in Gatlin, because all the signs are messed up. Like, as mm-hmm. if somebody hacked the signs so that everyone accidentally goes to Gatlin. Like, he was trying to save them, but it's like, no, you never... My end of the bargain is not telling them our secrets. I don't really know what he did wrong, is what I'm saying. I don't either. Cause yeah. I, and also, I mean, the children clearly messed with the signs. You, yeah. you look, and Gatlin is supposed to be to the left, so they go right, and suddenly yeah. it says, you're you're close to Gatlin now, and so mm-hmm. they just keep getting closer and closer to Gatlin. They're driving in circles, and they're cutting back to the gas station man. Uh, he's going to work on his truck. He opens the hood of his truck, and there is a bloody... 
dog bandana inside the truck. <gasps> no! Like, soaking yeah. wet with blood. It's so sad. Yeah. And they end up lost. They're all up in the corn. Somehow, they just were, because all the signs were pointing them every which way. They end up in the corn. They're driving really fast through the corn, and they're getting frantic. They know something's up with this town. Something's creepy. I got that really quiet, The gas with... station was creepy. Yeah. Bert's kind of annoying here, too. Yeah. And Vicky's like, this isn't a road. And he goes, shh, I don't care. I'm driving through this corn. And it's like, how it's on very earth like... did you get in the cornfield? <laughs> yeah. I'm a dude. I know where I'm going. It's like, yeah. well, clearly you don't. We're not on the main highway anymore. The road keeps getting smaller and smaller. And it's just like, you're in a cornfield, bro. Yeah. But she's also very complacent every time he's yes. like, no, woman. She's like, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. It's a bummer. <laughs> It's so sad. I was like, give Linda Hamilton the keys. Let her do the driving. Yeah. And they they ended up all the way back at the gas station from doing this so many times. Yeah. So then they decide, fine, we're just going to Gallon. Yeah. Uh, At this point, it cuts to Sarah's drawing. And Sarah is drawing a picture of a couple driving a car by a sign that says Gatlin two miles away. And it's like, that's presently happening, Sarah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I guess it's cool you can see things. What is the worst superpower to have? Right. I wonder if they, like, do that because they're like, if we show you the drawing, then you as the audience know what's going to happen and it takes the suspense away. But, like, for how long it takes her to make these drawings, the event has come and gone. Yeah. Yeah. Are they really good? No, they're child, uh, they're child drawings. drawings. They're not hideous. Yeah, they're just child drawings. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we see as the couple pulls away from the gas station is that the mechanic has got gotten. He, yeah. They did kill him. He didn't do anything. I have no idea <laughs> why <laughs> they killed him. Because oh I think gosh. he did uphold his end of the bargain. Yeah. I don't know. The, the bargain itself, though, is unclear. Do you want adults to sacrifice, yeah. or do you want to yeah. be left alone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, he kind of did both. <laughs> I wonder if it was, like, I don't know, maybe the last time, maybe they were testing him. They're like, let's see if he sends them to us like he's supposed mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And then they switched all the signs, and he didn't send them to them, but then ended up there anyway. We go to the children, finally. We see them all together. They're in the middle of a cornfield. And Isaac is running the show. Creepy little Isaac. He's lost his coven hat now. Yeah, he's less stylish. He's just holding his uh, little corn Jesus crucifix. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of kids are sitting in like a circle kind of listening to him. There's probably 30 to 40 kids there. And there's also a real corn husk cross, like a full size one. And there is uh, what looks like a dead man on it. Like a skeleton man in clothing. By now, you might have noticed, too, we've got, like, Sarah and Job, Isaac and Malachi. And so those are all just very religious names. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of enjoyed that because it, it led me to believe, like, the pieces were coming along. And I was like, why is this whole town named their children things like this? Mm-hmm. And it becomes clear in a little bit, too, that they were not all named that. Isaac has given them all these names. Mm-hmm. Are there other religious themes throughout this film? There's tons, and yeah. I'll talk about that at the end because it kind of doesn't make sense by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, and they all talk really biblical, too. What's kind of cool, especially because this is so in the 80s and the book came out even earlier than that, is like, it just was making me think about, this is really probably one of the first big mainstream things to really be exploring a cult in like a fictitious way whereas nowadays we've had so much cult material and mm-hmm. like true crime to learn about and stuff whereas back then I think it was a lot less well known and I just or dramatized or dramatized yeah. yeah just all of that 
And I was just thinking, like, the whole the whole idea of the cult mentality is always very warped. It's like, whoever is in charge generally, usually, thinks that what they're doing to some degree is correct. They're like, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm and saving you all. And it's often religious, but just, like, wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. And they think they do. They think they're the only person to get it. They're doing, like, a yeah. misinterpretation. Yeah. That's totally what this is like. There's a lot of it in here, too, especially because you'll see that it's it has nothing to do with Jesus, even though it's all coming from Bible-based things. Yeah. yeah. And they keep referring to a he as well. Yeah. Um, and he capitalized as in, like, he, the Lord, he, Jesus. But what their he is is he who walks behind the rose. So that is what they're worshiping, and that's not mentioned in the Bible anywhere, but... What is it? He who walks behind the rose? Yeah, that's a bit wordy, but that's what Stephen King chose. <laughs> so, the like, rose as in a corn, flower? The or corn rose. The corn, corn rose. That, okay. Yeah. Oh, not like rose like that. It took me a while, too. I was like, yeah. what? What? <laughs> and they said it several times where we're like, oh, that's that's an entity. So the entity yes. we tried to get you to guess is he who walks behind yes, the rose. Yes, I was right then. You called them podunk people. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But yeah, there's an... And you called them aliens. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was ripping. No, it's a corn monster. <laughs> a corn monster? Yeah. We'll see later. We don't know at this point what it is. That's misleading. I don't mean like a, a man made of corn. <laughs> I wish that was what the monster was. That's not was. what I thought you meant. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, scared. That's what, I'm scared Kimmy was picturing like a man made of corn. When no. you said corn monster, I instantly pictured the crucifix corn guy, but yeah. like life size. <laughs> Ew. It's like that movie Life Size with Tyra Banks. But corn. Oh. <laughs> corn monster. Uh, the last thing at Corn Church is there is um, reference to them talking about the blue man. And then they gesture to that big corn crucifix where we see that the skeleton guy that was up there, they do like a closer shot of him and he is wearing a blue policeman's uniform. Mm-hmm. So they killed a cop. Oh my gosh. And they, they coined the term outlander for people that are not from there. Okay. Yeah. So Specifically this- probably adults. And also, so, yeah, because this guy was most likely an outsider. Yeah. This outlander yeah. police officer yeah. probably showed up because it's like, I noticed no one's paid their taxes right. in right. this town for three years. <laughs> Something's fishy around here. Let me ask these unsupervised children. That yes. doesn't seem like a very good plan for the corn children. The corn children? <laughs> you know, we're just going to kill the cop and see all of our plans, are, all of our I problems mean, are going to go away. <laughs> They yeah, need like, to offer someone up to he who walks behind the rose. But that cop's missing now, and people are going to Well, start... no one came to find him. <laughs> <laughs> who goes to Catlin? It's a fictional town. <laughs> yes. The children all um, are, are joining in with Malachi, who's like the tall, red-headed, scary guy. For listeners, I felt like I recognized him, but in this, he's so scary, and he's such a pivotal role. He has long red hair, a big mouth, and he's always yelling... And uh, he's actually in Back to the Future. He's like the red-headed henchman of Biff. But uh, in that, he's scary, but he's barely in it, and he has short hair, and he doesn't wear, like, scary cult clothes. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And he's inciting a riot, and all the children yell, Praise God! Praise the Lord! As they're chanting around the blue man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's that. Uh, Bert and Vicky show up, they drive through the ghost town, and there's corn everywhere! Yeah. And no yeah. people anywhere. No people. Except mm-hmm. for children, like, hiding behind every corner. Yeah. yeah. They're, they like, peeking spying. behind little, like, barrels and, like, of course, out there's, of... there's just barrels everywhere. Yeah. Barrels. It's, it's the 80s. There's barrels literally Barrels to peek behind. Yeah. 
But also corn stalks, just like yeah, on the street, on the street, yeah. <laughs> and uh, That's there's so like weird. How did the people turn into corn? The monster. The monster. Yeah, the children all formed a cult around the fact that there was a corn drought. <laughs> and then the monster turns people into corn because who needs adults when yeah, you have corn? How did they all know that the corn monster was coming? Isaac sees all. God, I'm just like thinking out loud. Maybe a little girl drew a corn monster and Isaac at church saw it one day and was like, that's in my dreams. I could make a cult out of that. Right? <laughs> I could I make a cult out of that. This is also around the time in the movie as we see kids peeking out from behind everything that we both decided this might as well be a Goosebumps movie. That's really? exactly what it feels like. Where it's just outlandish and kind of quirky and creepy. Nothing really that grotesque has happened yet. And I don't know why it's rated R. In 80s movies, they were always like, oh, here's a titty, but there's not even that. <laughs> so I don't really know either. And I watched a Goosebumps episode last night, and it was the same movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say, but there was titties in Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> More titties in Goosebumps. <laughs> um, then they go to Hanson's Cafe, which we see is the name of the cafe from earlier in the movie, where all the parents die in the beginning. Right. And it is covered in corn. Everywhere that there was a person, there's corn. They even say, what's with this corn? <laughs> they look at the camera and the audience <laughs>, laughs wildly. Very what if they had, What if they had a laugh track? It was <laughs> like, ah, Get a load of this stocky guy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, corn puns. <laughs> and that'll be uh, a running theme with this, is that they love to just observe things out loud. What's yeah. with this corn? That's What's a, going what year's on? This movie made? Where are all the adults? 84. Yeah. 84? Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're big into, like, spoon-feeding the yeah. audience. Like It's the year for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bert and Vicky continue going about town, and they get back in their car, and then they drive upon a house. It's Sarah and Job's house. And they go inside, um, and they're snooping, and they find a TV guide, and Vicky states that this TV guide's three years old. <laughs> this TV guide is three years old. Whoa, you guys remember Nobody's TV watched guides? TV for three years? Yeah, I remember years? TV guides. I hope we have some Gen Zs that are listening, and they're like, what's the TV guide? Anyways, <coughs> they meet Sarah. She's hiding upstairs, and she's adorable. They start talking yeah. to her. Uh, Vicky is very good with children. She gets down on her level, whereas Bert's like, we're only adults. Yeah. And uh, they're asking the right questions, but they're really bad at interpreting Sarah's answers. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> they say, where are the adults? And Sarah says, they're in the cornfield. ha <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then she... They say, They're like, we didn't see no adults out there. <laughs> Sarah looks at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? didn't you? And then the audience laughs again. <laughs> so maybe it would be so good with a laugh track. Right? Um... That next, they're like, well, what are they doing there? Are they working the corn? Like, are they are they out there picking the corn? Hoeing the corn? What do you do with corn? Plucking it? Husking. Husking? Harvest the corn? Harvest. You harvest it. Planting. Chopping the corn. So she says... What are they doing out in the cornfield? And she says, Isaac put them there. <gasps> Isaac's like a 12-year-old, too. That's so yeah. scary. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just very alluded to, you know, that bad shit happened. But they're not understanding because they're the dumb, dumb adults who don't get it. Now Bert's like, okay, well, this is pointless. Children are stupid. I'm going to go <laughs> look for help. As he's going to look for help, Vicky is talking to Sarah and she's like, oh, I see that you're drawing some pictures. Like, can you draw me one? And Sarah goes, 
I'm not supposed to draw pictures, man. And she goes, what if you just did, though? And she goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you fucking serious? She goes, I won't tell. And Sarah's like, all right. And the crayons are, like, ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, there was art supplies everywhere. Yeah. She she clearly had been drawing. It was implied that she had been drawing all day, but she's like, don't tell. (laughs) I'm not supposed to. Yeah. (laughs) But what if you did? Yes! (laughs) Uh, Bert now is out on the town because he left to go look for help. He goes to a school, and this is where we have to believe that people are turning into corn because we see that people, like, clothing is filled with corn. And we're indoors. Yeah. Like, (laughs) there's corn all over the school, and there are, like, bodies in chairs, but there's no bodies. They're just corn, like, inside of clothing. Okay. It looks kind of like scarecrow type thing. Very goosebumps. Very goosebumps, yeah. Uh, It's literally just, like, goosebumps but gorier. And that's it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And now we go to a church because he can't find anyone in the school, so he goes to the church, also full of corn. And here we see an image of Jesus where Jesus' hair is like somebody did like 3D art where they put corn husks on his hair to look like his hair, mm-hmm. and they painted his face blue. Kind of like how they call that police officer dead guy the blue man. So I think they hate Jesus. I think they hate Jesus and but they, they still like his book. Blue they like his group. book. <laughs> I mean, those guys can really drum. So, you know. She's what? so proud over there. <laughs> <laughs> they became Blue Man Group. That is really weird that that it is just so overtly religious, but it's like a different kind of religion that just completely plagiarized an actual religion. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. And didn't really even take anything from it. They're just like, play it, praise the Lord. It's like, but what it part? sounds like, ooh, you know, what if they misinterpret religious stuff mm. and they make Jesus blue? Like, <laughs> why will people think of that? And it's yeah. like, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Totally. Stephen King likes to put religion in his stories. He likes totally. it a lot. That's and he fun. likes to He especially likes people who use religion for worse. Yeah. Like Mrs. Carmody in The Mist. He likes yeah. people who take Carrie. the Bible, Carrie, and they warp it. And, yeah. and I, but I mean, this is the fullest extent of that. It's mm-hmm. like, they love the Bible, but just the corn parts. Yeah. Well, I like that. I sacrifice. like the yeah. Miss Carmody and Carrie, like, I love you that. know, a bad religion mm-hmm. situation, but this feels like we're going to make some wacky choices yeah. so that you can think it's wacky, yeah. you know? And that's like, it was the 80s, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bert is about town, but Vicky is still with Sarah. And she says, what'd you draw, Sarah? And Sarah smiles and shows her a picture, and Vicky freaks out. And it's like, what? Why would you draw this, Sarah? And Sarah's smiling. She's coy. Maybe She's not. like, you told me to draw a picture. <laughs> and she's like, you didn't know I see the future. Uh-oh, what's coming in ten seconds? <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> knock, knock. Not knock, knock, but (laughs) suddenly there's a bunch of children downstairs. Mm -hmm. They approach the house, they're in it now, and they've got some old-timey scary weapons. (gasps) Like Grim Reaper-ass shit. And then they're all like, corn, corn, I wish that was what they chanted before they killed people. Or they they sing, one of us. The children come upstairs, and Vicky's trying to fight them off, but there's too many, and Sarah's cowering in the corner. Yeah, they got to take Vicky. They have all these weapons, and they don't even use them. Yeah. Um, So they just kind of have the weapons to be scary, but really they just want to grab her. Yeah. Um, Which they do. They get her, and Sarah's, you know, crying in the corner, and then Bert arrives. It is too late. 
They've already taken Vicky, mm-hmm. and Bert picks up the drawing. The drawing is of what appears to be Vicky on a cross with a crown on her head, <gasps> surrounded by children. Oh my gosh! Halfway point. What? Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy, and we're more than halfway through this movie. <laughs> what? It's like maybe 25 minutes I left. I feel like not really anything has happened. Well predicted. Yeah. <laughs> what next? I think Vicky's gonna live. I think Bert's gonna die. How? Trying to save her. But who kills him and how? I think that probably, like, Isaac has got to do something really gruesome, you know, because mm-hmm. he's the leader. I think that the scary monster is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I changed my mind. The scary monster is going to get him. Okay. I also get Bert. I also feel like maybe Vicky is going to have to be like a sacrifice, mm. but like the sacrifice won't be complete. And it, then the mo- corn monster is going to be unsatisfied and he's going monster. to kill Isaac. Okay. Bert is going to try and save Vicky Got from it. the sacrifice. Yeah. Bert's going to get killed Got it. by the children. I'm not sure which child. Maybe Isaac. Pick or a child and tell me how they kill him. Malachi is okay. going to shove corn cobs <laughs> down his throat. Awesome. <laughs> and then they don't succeed with Vicky. Yeah, like something goes wrong with the sacrifice, and then they're going to be like, oh no, the sacrifice, it didn't work. No, please have mercy, corn monster. (laughs) And the corn monster's going to be like, no, bitch. Does he say no, bitch? Yes. Cool. (laughs) Obviously. He's voiced by Kimmy. (laughs) Yes. Ooh. Yeah, and I think that the corn monster is going to be so dissatisfied that he kills Isaac. Sick. I just, I feel like the children have to die. All of the children? Yes. Okay. Because they're all murderers. What about Sarah and Job? So, they're going to escape with Vicky. All right. Okay. But all the other children have to die. I feel like they have to. They can't be, like, reassimilated into the world. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're going to, like, disappear into the grass like that Homer Simpson meme. (laughs) You know? I think that's enough predictions. There's not much left to Yeah, this. I don't really yeah. have anything else. That's that's what I think. Okay. We see Vicky. She is the May Queen. <laughs> oh my Just gosh. like Midsummer. She looks like the May Queen. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, she's got a nice crown of corn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but she's on a cross. <laughs> unfortunately, she's not wearing a Jabba the Hutt corn dress. It's a bummer. So unfortunately, that's not the same. That would have really rounded it out. Right. It would have. But she's up on the cross nonetheless. The How is cross. she on the cross? Like on a cross. They, they have her hands like tied. It's not, okay. it's not nailed. They're like yeah. tied with right, ropes. Okay. They're yeah. tied with corn, probably. <laughs> Everything is corn. Everything is corn. So now we have Isaac and Malachi are fighting. So what they're fighting about right now, so there's contention between Malachi and Isaac because there's like a power struggle. Malachi is older and stronger and thinks he knows best, but Isaac's the one who created this whole cult. Mm-hmm. And... He just, he's the one who thinks he should be in charge. He's the prophet. Everyone's technically following him. Yeah. They're arguing because Malachi killed that old man at the gas station. And Isaac says, well, this old man was there because he was providing us with gasoline. How are we going to get that now? It seems like Malachi just killed this guy out of rage and did not have the authority to do so. Mm -hmm. So they're having a fight about it. 
Malachi says, we have all the gas we need. We got all this corn fuel, man. And Isaac's like, no, we had better gas. And also, you guys know how to make gas all of a sudden? We're yeah, doing that. Yeah, Jesus. Wow. They know how to do everything with corn. Ooh, fun corn fact. <laughs> there are over 3,500 uses for corn. Whoa. Are you yes. serious? List them all right now. Okay. Number one. <laughs> Wait, corn. did you just make that up? No. Okay. Are you serious? I looked up fun corn facts. <laughs> corn number, fact number two. Yeah. It's called maize in most languages, and guess what? There's such thing as a corn maze. A maze maze. You've been corned. <laughs> <laughs> corn fact number three. 172. Corn always has an even number of kernels. <laughs> You've been corned! <laughs> Fun fact, corn can be used as a murder weapon. Corned. <laughs> you corned. <laughs> we like your basic. I'm so glad yeah, we <laughs> You corn. You just got corn. What is that fucking land? I got corn. It's not that, but what's that from? It's like, oh, it's from, you guys, it's like, land I got. It's from Princess Diaries, dude. Oh. Yeah, what is the line? Oh, Lan, I got coned. Lan, I got coned. Vicky got corned. Vicky got corned. Yeah, you know, I might be a freak, but you know what? You will never stop being a jerk. (laughs) Someone sat on me again today. (laughs) I thought you were saying that about yourself. I look like a moose. <laughs> All the other boy mooses go. <laughs> Back to the cornfield. The last bit of this fight between Malachi and Isaac. Isaac hits him with the one-liners, uh, and it's his nice religious speak. He says, "So not your pride, Malachi." And they keep having this back and forth where he says things very biblically, and then he says, "Question not my judgment, Malachi." That's how he speaks. Really? Malachi. His voice is very high I can't even do it. I wish I could do it correct. Yeah. It's similar to that. So anyways, Bert goes looking. He's gotta find Vicky. He knows she's in the corn, but he doesn't really want to go in the corn. But lucky for him, the corn opens right up. It parts like the Red Sea, and he he still thinks it's, yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about that until I just said it. (laughs) Biblical, bitch. My eyes got wide when you said it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, parts like the Red Sea, and he still thinks it's a good idea to go in, because I guess he's Moses? When, uh, <laughs> this is a one-one correlation, he is Moses. <laughs> when the corn parts for you, you go in. <laughs> yeah. You been corned. <laughs> Vicky has been placed on the crucifix, but it's not level yet, it's not been lifted up. She is on the ground on it, because they had to get her on it. So now is this cool shot of her being raised... And so she's... Kind of from her POV, too. Yeah. So we see her going up, and it's just a shot of her face, but then her face looks horrified, and we realize that she is now across from the blue man. So she realizes what her fate is. She's looking at this skeleton that's a few feet away from her, parallel, and she's... Yeah, she's very scared. Mm -hmm. It's a cool shot. I like that part. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the church. It's this guy, Amos, and he's shirtless. And they're all kind of saying some stuff from the Bible. And he, they're all like saying these ritualistic things as he's cutting a pentagram into his chest. Which, right. as we all know, is straight from the Bible. What? 
And he's carving this pentagram. It's not Kimmy. <laughs> it's the opposite of from he's, the Bible. Yeah, that's satanic. Okay. And then he carves six 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 in his forehead. I'm just kidding. So yeah. he's carving this, and they write. Well, actually, as he's carving it, they have a little bowl made out of corn that they're collecting the blood in, and they use the blood from the corn bowl to write his new name. Which Ooh. I think Amos is his name. Amos is his name. name. So he writes down his full name of Amos something something and then writes in parentheses Richard. And I felt so validated then. I was like, yes, I knew those were not all their names. Like, yeah. like they'd clearly been given these new names yeah. once they were in the cult. So mm-hmm. Richard was his birth name. Because Richard's a basic name and Amos is very. What does name is Richard? Is Amos. <laughs> basic as in not biblical. Like, you have fucking Job over here. Yeah, Karn, Richard. <laughs> is Amos a religious name? Yeah. He writes down his birthday, which is that day, and an older girl named Rachel goes to drink the corn blood in the corn... I'm sorry. The, the blood in the corn bowl. Mm-hmm. And Bert walks in and is like, hey, don't drink that corn blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do. <laughs> and Amos just kind of has one of those, like, cult follower looks on his oh, face. Yeah. Like, he's just so wistful, and he's, like, shirtless with a pentagram bleeding on his chest, and he goes, but it's my birthday. My passage. You're ruining my birthday! <laughs> and Rachel yells at... She's like the mean girl. She's she's just got that look to her. She's like the mean older girl of the cult. And she's yelling things at Bert, like, left and right. She's calling him a whole lot of different she's things. She's extra. Yeah, she says, silence interloper! Because interlopers are like people who come into the community. She also calls him an outlander. Like, people who don't live within their cult. And she calls him an unbeliever. Because he doesn't worship corn. <laughs> <laughs> They then decide that they're going to get Malachi to deal with this Bert. Mm-hmm. And then a part that I really liked, um, just a quote that I feel like sums up what we talked about earlier and totally what they're doing, is he sees that they're referencing the Bible because they have Bibles lying around and they're in a church and he picks one up, Bert does, and he says, are you rewriting the whole thing or just the parts that suit your needs? Mm. Which, like... Preach, man, yeah. because not only is that a culty thing, but that's kind of just a religious thing that people are like, I took this one line and now I get to hate. That's not how it works, you know? I took this line and now I do this. I took this line. I took this yeah. line. What does it lead to? It leads to worshiping corn. Yeah, it's like, it's as if they saw one, they saw corn, the word corn in the Bible, and they were like, <laughs> yeah. that means worship it. Okay. Um, we also find out in this part that it is his 19th birthday and he can't wait to be offered up as a sacrifice to he who walks behind the rose. It is said that he who walks behind the rose will decide his fate. So maybe he will actually live. But I think he who walks behind the rose, like, always wants to eat them. Because <laughs> there's whatever. no other 20-year-olds. Yeah. 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 So they go into it hopeful. Um, at least you could, get, you, could, you could be on the side of this cult because at least what they're saying is true. Yeah. There is a monster. It's funny because it's also kind of like Midsummer, where it's like, no, I want to die at, at this age. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they have to stoop in them at a very young age of 19. Yeah. Uh, Rachel stabs Bert. And Bert is now on the run, and he, he can run. He runs He's yeah. been stabbed, and he is just all over town. They even surround him multiple times. Uh-huh. A whole gaggle of children corner him. Then they're in a circle corner around him. Corner him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get punched. Oh, my God! <laughs> no, that was solid. <laughs> Corner him. 
like he gets away. I think they're he... trying to sacrifice him so they don't want to kill him. Kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They want to sacrifice him. Eventually, he makes it to a bunker with Job, and he hears the whole lore of the town. Job is hiding in this bunker with Sarah. With Sarah. Sarah's there too. They're like, come here, Bert. So he hides with them. And yeah. he finds out why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now is the next fight with Isaac and Malachi. Mm-hmm. So Isaac and Malachi fight again. And this time it gets a little bit more serious because Malachi thinks that they need to use Vicky as bait to go get Bert out of wherever he's hiding. Whereas Isaac says, no. She's a sacrifice. We need to keep her here in the holy ground. This is sacred. She needs to stay here. They have a fight. Malachi is bigger. Malachi is older. He feels like it's his right to be the one in charge. And he freaking pushes Isaac to the ground. And Isaac's screaming. He likes to throw fits. He throws a lot of fits. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's yelling for the other kids to help him in his very high-pitched, annoying voice. He, you know who he's like? He's like Joffrey. From Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He's so just much like, like that. And I haven't even seen that show. he kind of looks like him. He's got that yeah, kind of does. harsh features, except he's not blonde. He's brunette. But very similar look. And he gets pushed on the ground. He's screaming for other kids to help him. Not in a sad way, but in a, you heathens need to help me. I'm your leader. And no one does. And they decide they're going to put him up on the cross <gasps> and take Vicky down to use her as bait for Bert. So Isaac is up on that cross, Malachi is in charge, and he says to Amos, who is supposed to be the one who, he who walks behind the rose will decide to take, he says, we will put up you and Isaac, and he who walks behind the rose will choose between the two of you. So that's kind of more comforting that it's, you know, you're going up there with another person, you can't both be sacrificed, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He who walks between the rows will choose. You know, it's a bummer, is Kimmy's a twin, so you and Jesse would have to go up there. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Climax of the movie. It is sunset. Ooh. Ooh, sun setting over the corn. It's beautiful. The sun. Ooh. Fun fact number 482 when sun disappears behind the corn, you don't see it anymore. Corn rise. Yeah, corn (laughs) set. Just like every other day, no matter if there's corn or not. You know what? You've been corned. <laughs> Fun fact, corn can only grow with sunlight. Sunset, it's, uh, night has fallen, and Isaac is up there crying on the cross. He's crying? He's crying. Now Kaylin, he's not, now he's not sassy. Yeah, Caitlin called him a little bitch, but it, it is kind of sad. He, he does look like a child. Now he looks like yeah. a child. At mm. first when he's, when he's spitting venom and he's all angry, you're kind of like, bitch? Mm-hmm. But now it's sad. He is a, a weepy little boy, and it's, it's really sad. When they took Vicky out into the courtyard and they were using her as bait, Bert sees her and hears her. So they end up taking her back to the cornfield. Bert follows her to go rescue her. When Bert shows up, they kind of lose interest in Vicky and, like, she's able to get free. Um, but they're all still there. Like, they're still in the, the premises of the corn. And now their focus is on Bert. Like, we're going to get him. But, again, even though they have all these weapons, they're not doing a very good job at trying to get him. Mm-hmm. But... Now we see, for the first time, he who walks behind the rose, and it's this black, pixely blob that kind of looks like smoke, but doesn't really look like anything, because it's the 80s, and it comes for Isaac. You can talk about this part. It, like, crawls under the ground like a tremor. Basically, the ground moves like tremors. Okay. (laughs) Um, and... 
I guess a fun fact from the movie is the effect was done by taking a wheelbarrow and flipping it upside down and then putting it under a bunch of dirt and they just like, pulled the wheelbarrow. Oh, and so then like the wheels made it look like all bumpy and stuff. Oh. Um, and it has decided it's gonna take Isaac. <gasps> yeah. After all that worshipping of this corn monster, mm-hmm. it wants Isaac. Wow. And what? It is the worst special effect you've ever seen in your whole life. And it's, it's, it's really sad that, like, children of today can make better things on TikTok <laughs> than what somebody probably right. dedicated their whole life to studying yeah. and then made this movie. Uh, so it starts out as just these, like, yellow and black dots, and then, like, they're red and black, and it's just these dots that are, like, all over his body, and it looks like static on a TV. Yeah. Picture static on a TV, but, like, on someone's body, like, it's been photoshopped, and it's just mm-hmm. crawling up his whole body, and it engulfs him. And so it got Isaac, and that's it. It's really bad. So they all kind of flee. The children are like, wow, he who walks behind the rose is gonna get us. He just got Isaac. No one is safe. And a lot of the kids kind of team up with the adults. and The younger kids. The younger kids. The ones who are scared. Mm -hmm. And they all separate, and they're, they're making sure each other are okay. And they say... Like, tell us more about the blue man. Like, what was he here for? How do we how do we defeat whatever's happening out here? And they say that the blue man was trying to actually set the cornfield on fire, and that's when he got killed. And there's, in the place that they're hiding, there's, like, a whole hookup to a bunch of gasoline, and there's, like, a fire hose, and all this stuff. And they decide, that's the way we gotta destroy this thing. And there's this weird part where Bert goes, I need a rag! Someone give me a big rag! And Vicky goes over to Job and, like, rips his vest apart, and he's really upset about it. He's, he's like, standing hey, there. it's fashion! And he stands there wearing <laughs> half a vest the rest of the movie. He never takes it off, even though it's hanging off his shoulder and super in the way. Anyway, so she has this vest, and they use these things, and they make, like, Molotov cocktails, and they make this whole get-up on how they're going to destroy the cornfield. And so that's what they do. <laughs> uh, they get out to the cornfield. Bert is attacked by the corn. The what? corn. The corn has to defend itself. Yeah, the, the corn, corn like starts smacking is him. Sentient. We already saw that it split like the Red Sea. That's true. Yeah. But like now it can throw punches. No, it's like wrapping around him. Uh, yeah, that'd be great though. They were like boxing. I would love that. But it's it's wrapping itself around him. In the middle of the cornfield is Isaac, and Isaac is now possessed by he who walks between the rows behind the rows. Rose, and he has got like a deep voice, and he just goes Malachi. Whoa, Courtney. Oh, good. I liked it. <laughs> but I think it's more dark. So he's he's possessed, and he's yelling at Malachi, and that's it. We don't really see what happens to them. I want to say he eats Malachi. But we don't watch that on the screen? No, this is rated G. Um, <laughs> is it really? No, it's rated R, R, and it shouldn't be. So, cut back to Bert. Um, Burke is free from the corn because Joby is helping now. They start calling him Joby. <laughs> I, I just, I'm sure he has a normal name, like Tim. Right? <laughs> so, he's Joby. And Joby is, like, hooking up hoses to the gas and everything. So, the gas pipeline is, like, ready to go. All they need to do is start a fire, and so Bert throws a Molotov cocktail into the fire, and these really large plumes of terrible, terrible smoke show up, and it's CGI, and 
It looks awful, and it's it's not the fire that has started, it's he who walks behind the rose. Trying to, like, maybe suffocate the fire, or, yeah. like, battle them. Coming up in his big cloud form, and Joby keeps yelling, throw it again! He's got another Molotov cocktail, chucks it, boom! The whole thing goes up in flames, goodbye corn, and now we have our first actual practical effect mm-hmm. of fire, and it looks great because it's fire. <laughs> it's like an explosion. Yeah, it looks And I'm looks like, lovely. I just saw your smoke monster, and they look nothing alike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, and then we have, it seems like everything's cool, right? They destroyed the corn, now they have the two nice kids with them. Let's leave this town. They go to their car. Car's covered in corn, of course. There's corn, of corns. there's corn all up in the hood there's corn in the seats (laughs) Kimmy's upset and uh, they get in the car they're gonna go drive away this is after implying that they're gonna adopt the kids they say maybe they could stay with us for a day maybe a week, maybe a month you're crazy (laughs) we can't keep them for a month the kids are giggling (laughs) oh Kayleen really hated this one line Uh, Bert kisses Vicky in front of the kids and the kids are like eh and Bert goes, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> like, specifically to the little boy. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's what you want in a new dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oedipus complex much? <laughs> and then the audience goes. <laughs> um, this was filmed in front of a live studio audience. That's corn fact number 3000. <laughs> yeah, man, corn. Last shot of the movie, uh... They can't drive their car because it's full of corn. <laughs> so instead, Bert goes, I'm going to get the map. And it's like, you're going to walk across America? Okay. He goes into the car to get the map, and Rachel is in the back seat for one final jump scare. Mm-hmm. She's got one of those big hook-type scythes. So she's got the scythe, and she's going to stab him. She like, screams in his face. It's mm-hmm. very funny. Um, it is very funny. And he, he leaves back from the car, and she's like, now in the front seat screaming, and he slams the car door in her face, and it hits her right in the face. And it's hysterical. She's thrown back from this car in her face, and uh, Vicky just goes, huh, oh boy. The end. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it says the end. Gee Willikers. It says the end. Yeah. And the credits start to roll over silence. Someone comes out and goes, that's all, folks. Oh, God. (laughs) It's Bugs Bunny. He's chewing on a stalk of corn. (laughs) And then the carrot gets shoved down Bugs Bunny's throat. Ah. So I have a fun fact that is unrelated to this movie, actually. Oh. Um, But apparently later in the Children of the Corn lore, because there are nine of these suckers, I think it was in, like, number three or four, uh, there's a cool tie to the Salem Witch Trials, because a big part of the Salem Witch Trials and why all those little girls were accusing everyone of being witches, there's there's a theory now that it's because there was mold in their bread, and the mold was causing, like, hallucinations. Whoa. Really? Yeah. That's, like, a big theory. Wow, and And it can no lead idea. to mass hysteria as well, so it's kind of like Children of the Corn has both of those components of the mass hysteria, and apparently in, like, the third one or one of them they established that the corn did have that mold, and it, it affects children because their bodies are so small. Oh my gosh. And so the idea, I wish that this had kind of delved into that, right. that like all the kids were kind of crazy, because there is a Salem Witch Trials parallel to it, um, just with the adults and the kids kind of running the place. So I really liked that. 
And then we're going to talk a few other things about differences between the short story and the movie now, because that's mm-hmm. kind of like the only thing we can gather from this on the interwebs. Yeah. Huh. Seems the... like everyone knows it's not great. Exactly. And I even couldn't oh. find like fun stuff about how it sucks, but whatever. Yeah. In the original ending of the story, Vicky is killed by the children, and she joins the blue man to be hung up there forever on a cross and has her eyes cut out. Ugh. And we saw a little a clip from one of the sequels, and there's a part where corn is, like, shoved in someone's eyes, so I wonder if that's a nod to that. Yeah. Um, there's this, this isn't, like, a, a difference between the stories, but there's this, like, thing that I just saw that basically says, in the end, religion is ultimately what saves the Outlanders, because they are interpreting it correctly. Do you guys know anything about the initial reception of this movie? Yes, I have a fun uh, 1984 article written by Roger Ebert, where I couldn't believe how sassy he was for the 80s. Like, this reads just like a modern day thing. It Mm. says, Children of the Corn is a movie about a thing that lives behind rows of corn. I'm not sure if the thing is a god, a spirit, or John Deere crossed with a mole. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. This is from 1984? It's from 1984, and I was like, you're so sassy, Roger Ebert. Um, And he ends his article by saying, by the end of Children of the Corn, the only thing moving behind the rose is the audience fleeing to the exits. (laughs) (laughs) And he gave it a one. Wow. That's funny, but those are also like some fucking dad jokes. (laughs) As the audience (laughs) leaving for the exits, am I right? I wonder how old Roger Ebert was back then. He would have been, oh, he would have been old. Yeah, that's a dad joke. He was 42. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. That's really all the stuff I have on this. Not much. Not much. Alrighty. Let's rate this then. Three, two, one. Oh, Kimmy, yours is beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) I drew a cornstalk. Wow, I can't believe I'm the highest again. Mine is like pollen on grass. (laughs) Mine is a 2.5 being sacrificed. Oh, the .5 is done below. Yeah. Uh, mine is a two. Mine is a one next to a beautiful stalk of <laughs> it's corn. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Everyone good. take a picture of yours. It's I, beautiful. <laughs> Alrighty, so give me two. You. I gave I'm it a sorry, one. I'm sorry, give me a one. Can we give it a one? What? Why? Um, it just seems really inconsistent as far as, like, plot line. Like, not what they have in the plot, but as far as, like, pacing goes. It kind of starts off really strong, and we kind of wait around in the water for, like, a really, really Mm. long time. There's, like, a blip of excitement and then kind of, like, pointless falling action, you know, and um, one more jump scare just so you leave feeling like you got something out of your movie ticket. Mm -hmm. Um, And the jump scares even aren't even that jumpy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I wanted so much more out of the monster stuff i mean i i hate to say this but like kind of like more exposition so that there can be like thorough reasoning behind everything that's going on you know there's so much there's too much left up to interpretation with not enough evidence to support any theories coming from it yeah really the only reason why i would want to see this is i'm really interested in seeing isaac's performance oh yeah um that's it cool i don't think i'll watch this (laughs) yeah um, so I gave it a 2, which is just below Courtney's 2.5. I've started to think more as we've continued to do this podcast about, you know, movies like The Intruder or movies like... Crawl wasn't even as fun as The Intruder, but movies where I have a fun time when I watch them, 
there was some stuff to point out and pick out for this, but for the most part, it was so bad that it wasn't even very fun. Hmm. It was, like, really slow. And, like you said, nothing really happens for a while, and they're just there. And even when there's a threat, it's like, all the kids come, and we're gonna take you to the field. Ooh. <laughs> they don't they don't stick nails in her hand. She's just on some ropes. Yeah, that's scary to see a dead guy and think you're going to die, but ultimately nothing really happens. Yeah. Until yeah. the end. He gets stabbed, but it's like a wound and then he fixes it and he's fine. Yeah. I just wasn't ever scared. I wasn't ever compelled. It doesn't seem like they know what they're doing. I would say the only reason I gave it above a 1 is because I think that it's it is cool that they comment on how misguided they are, mm-hmm. and that, you know, real religion is ultimately what saves them, is them understanding a text. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still very spoon-fed to me, and very two-dimensional, and not worth more than that. Mm-hmm. I really am surprised by how much this is in pop culture. Yeah. Hey, you, you mentioned the children of the corn, and everyone just instantly knows, oh, an evil child. Yeah. And, or they instantly know cult. Or there's just so many things that that conjures up in your mind, and then you watch it, and you, you're, what? Oh. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 2.5, because 2.5 is how many hours Kayleen and I left it on pause to have an unrelated <laughs> conversation. <laughs> right at the climax, too, this movie wasn't even enticing enough. We just started a conversation and paused it, and then I accidentally left it on pause for two and a half hours. It was a long time. Before going, oh, I guess we should finish this. <laughs> So, I guess in that way, I rated it too high. Your it's, vote is a toast to the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, also, it wasn't even as fun as... We, we really like to make fun of things. We have yeah. a grand old time doing that. But, I mean, this is kind of like how God's Not Dead 2 was. Oof. It was just boring and not full of anything till I actually glom onto and have a discussion about. Mm. Yeah, and because that's the fun thing about when a movie is shittily made is usually they're they're shoving the same things down your throat that you get to make fun of every time they show up. Like, mm-hmm. that's part yeah. of the fun. And this one, things were left so vague on purpose, I think just because the story wasn't fleshed out, that I didn't have anything to glom onto because I was just confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are nine movies of this, and they Jesus. all still There's begin... There's nine? There's nine, and they all still begin with based on the short story by Stephen King, and it's like, no, no, no. At what point is <laughs> Just it because still... you have evil children who yeah. live in a cornfield, like, Stephen King just... I don't think he deserves all the credit for that. Yeah. 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 Well, to close this episode, let's do our watch list and recommendations. What are you adding to your watch list, and what do you recommend? I definitely need a sec. I can go first for it. Okay. So what I'm adding to my watch list is a movie I've already seen, but I've really gone so hard with um, Halloween movies this month, Mm -hmm. and I haven't been watching anything else. Um, I've just been watching those kinds of movies, and I have so many more on my list to watch, but what I'm really looking forward to is once Halloween is over... Um, for Dia de los Muertos, I want to watch Coco. Oh, cute. Because I've only seen it once in theaters. Same. Um, and then for my recommendation for the week, I thought about this all day, because I was like, how can I possibly tie anything to this movie? Yeah. And I found a way. I have several ways. <laughs> Based on literature, just the right amount of corn, perfect for this time, please watch Twilight. <laughs> oh, ha <laughs> 
It's so good, and it's so funny, and, I mean, why not? I feel like it somehow ties to this. Like, it's as culturally popular and relevant where you could say something related to Twilight and you could get this from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's also on, like, I have that Sparkly movie right vampires. now. I'm so ready for it. Um, yeah, I recommend that. I feel like it ties in a way. Fun. If you want to fight me, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us a comment anywhere you please. So on my watch list, I have Zombieland 1 because I want to watch it before mm-hmm. we go see Zombieland 2. Yeah. It's right there. Yay! <laughs> and also I have There Will Be Blood on there mm. because we just found out Paul Dano's going to be playing the Riddler in yeah. the Batman movie. I just want to watch more of his stuff and that's been on my list for a long time. Nice. That's very cool. For my recommendation, this is a bad movie, but it's also a good time. And me and Kayleen watched it together. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. It's The Boy. Yeah. (laughs) It's so bad. Courtney and I might watch that on Sunday. Oh, Uh that was such a great time. (laughs) It's so bad, it's good. I laughed through the whole thing. It's hilarious. It was so good. Have a wonderful time. Yeah, agreed with that. (laughs) That's my answers. Okay, on my watch list, this is a little out of left field, but I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about Jesse Plemons, who is an American treasure. (laughs) <laughs> and um, they were talking about this movie, Other People. Have you guys ever seen that? No, no I know what it is, though. I know what it's too. I had never heard of it, and they were talking about just how much they loved it and how it's one of those movies which is, like, right up, I feel like, all of our alleys where it's very funny but very sad. Mm-hmm. And it is just sounded amazing. Molly and Shannon in it? She yes. is. She's okay. the mom. I know what that is then, yeah. And I've never seen it or heard of it, and it sounds amazing, and I want to watch it right now. Yeah. Uh, it's probably after Halloween because, yeah, I've been watching lots of spoops as well. Uh, and then my recommendation is Troll 2. The second one? <laughs> uh, guys, Troll 1 doesn't exist. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? There is I a, love it. <laughs> there's a movie called Troll, but it is not related to this movie and it was made later. So Troll 2 Amazing. is its own thing. It's about uh, goblins. They never refer to them as trolls, I believe, and they are in the town of Nilbog, which is goblin spelled backwards. It is the perfect (laughs) amount of horrible where you can make fun of it, and it's amazing. Everything is green. If you eat something that's green, you turn into a troll. Can we watch it on Watch Troll 2. That's where I watched it. It was at my sister's house. Oh my gosh. We watched the trailer. I remember that. Did we? Okay. Yeah. Uh I think we watched the trailer for like Troll 3 and 7 as well. Uh Uh-huh. So next week... We will be doing Terminator 2 in honor of the new Terminator coming out, which is a follow-up to Terminator 2 specifically. Mm -hmm. Kimmy and I will be explaining Terminator 2 to Courtney, and hopefully between now and then we can all watch Terminator 1 for a refresh. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Keep that on your list, guys, before you go see the new one. Don't eat Chick-fil-A. And don't eat corn or things that are green.